Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. 16 great flavors, 8 with nuts, 8 without. My personal favorite is the mint brownie. Enjoy them at BuiltBar.com. Jay Gruden wins the press conference for today, even a virtual press conference. This is Tony Wiggins with the Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked On Jaguars. You'd expect a guy like Jay Gruden, who's a seasoned head coach, um, especially now that he's the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars, to be able to captivate a room full of guys, or in this case, a phone conference full of a bunch of guys and talk good coach speak and, and talk in terms of of what he plans to do with the offense this year and be able to win over the room or, in this case, win over the phone lines. Well, that's exactly what Jay Gruden did today as he talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars and their prospects this year of what it would be like coaching this team. Obviously, he's done his homework very well, versed on some of the strengths of a lot of the players that he considers leaders on this football team. Even though it was just a day of talking, it was still a day that I believe Jay Gruden did well, and he won the day. Now, it's just going to have to be a point where you start translating some of these things that coaches say. You know, all of them sounded good. Last year, you know, the offensive coordinator sounded good last year, you know, and, and Gus always managed, Gus Bradley back in the day, the head coach, always managed to really sound good in the way that he was able to talk and give out information. But none of it sounds good when eventually the play is not good on the field. Uh, but uh, – Take it for what it's worth. You always want to hear from someone. And uh, today we finally did hear on a conference call, we heard from uh, uh, former Redskins head coach and now current offensive coordinator Jay Gruden. And he was specific in how he spoke about guys and talked about guys. And he talked about Gardner Minshew and how he knew Minshew from college, obviously, and how they had some interest in him when he was the Washington Redskins head coach. up there, and he, he knows some of his strengths and some of the things that he does very well. I think it's going to be a good match uh, because you remember now, Jay Gruden's background was in Arena League. So, you know, that was a little bit of a different type of football. And Gardner plays a little ty- different type of football. Uh, the one thing I will tell you that a guy like Jay Gruden would love is the fact that Gardner is sort of a coach on the field. You know, coaches love guys like that. And even in basketball, coaches love the guys that think like a coach. Uh, it's like having a point guard that's an extension of yourself on the court. Um, that, that's who Gardner is. And, and it doesn't surprise me that a coach that really, really loves offense and loves a guy who can get on a board and get after it, there's nothing like a dude that you don't have to tell and explain what to do. You just have to show him the little nuances of trying to execute it. But having to explain what to do and what he's supposed to see that's not something that they're going to have to struggle with with Gardner Minshew. Uh, also mentioned DJ Chark a lot. Uh, you can tell he's glowing about DJ Chark. And it's something that I've been saying now for almost uh, an entire season, uh, at least the one calendar year when I saw DJ Chark in training camp last year. The kid looks different. He has a different attitude when you listen to his interviews. He just seems like he is singularly focused on football and focused on being great and helping his football team. Uh, he talked about Jawan um, Taylor the starting right tackle, about him being able to move around and, and, and that thing. The good thing about it is you got guys who were head coaches who, who did at some point sit down with their respective scouting departments and really, really take a good hard look at a lot of young players that are on this team right now for Jacksonville. So they already have a book on them. 
and they know what they're capable of and they know what they're going to do. And then I like the fact that him and Ben McAdoo seem like they're really, really in tune in working together and uh, can really, really be, for the first time, you'll really have what I consider a head coach in charge of offense to go along with Doug Marone just sort of being the navigator of this entire ship. And then Todd Wash will do his thing on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, for the first time in a long time, I will be honest with you, I think the chemistry is really, really good amongst the coaches. And I think it's chemistry with a purpose and chemistry with leadership as opposed to just being inexperienced chemistry where it looks like a lot of guys are all trying to figure this whole thing out together. Yeah, so let's look at some of the things that he said. I want to talk about DJ Chark because I think it's really, really important that when you have good young guys like that, um, to, to really, really acknowledge them and acknowledge their work ethic and the sort of impact that I think uh, he could have on the football team. So it's DJ Chark up in the first segment of Locked On Jaguars. I'm going to first tell you about Built Bar, though. You heard me at the beginning of the show talking about it. It's not a fluke and it's not a joke. Built Bar is the real deal, man. The best, the best tasting protein bar. And it's really, really super good for you because – Low calorie intake, low carbohydrates, very, very high intake of protein. And that's going to help me in my quest to start losing some weight and start getting myself back in shape now that the quarantine is over. I'm out of self-quarantine and I'm trying to get back active. And I want to do that without suffering myself through eating food that doesn't taste good and having a snack that can make me feel like, you know what, this isn't diet food. And that's what Built Bar is. Built Bar is actually very, very good and it's covered with 100% chocolate. Now, I like the mint brownie myself, but every now and then if I want to switch it up, I'll get some of the, the ones that have nuts on the inside of them and they're very, very tasty. Built Bar can be found at BuiltBar.com and you need the promo code Locked on NFL. You'll get $10 off of your first box and you'll start enjoying Built Bars with me here on Locked On Jaguars. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. DJ's his name and Chark is the game, baby. Keenan McCardell has done a fantastic job of turning DJ Chark uh, into a, a really, really good football player uh, in his third season coming up, second-round pick. Out of LSU, very, very fast, athletic. When I first saw him play, when I first the first year, I saw him competing. And I knew when he was going one-on-one with a guy named Jalen Ramsey in practice. And uh, he was getting compliments. You know, it was like, man, that's a good rep. And he caught a couple of touchdown passes. And I saw him competing and using his athleticism. The one thing I used to notice was I said, damn, he looks like he needs to get a little bit stronger in his lower body, man. Because it looks like he could get knocked off his line a little bit. And you saw, I saw in the scrimmage, I saw things that he was doing, and Keenan McCardell was riding him really hard. That's Coach Keenan McCardell, the wide receivers coach for the Jaguars. He was riding Chark really hard about doing little things, guys knocking him off of his, like I say, off of his line a little bit, uh, any little contact. And, you know, he was letting the defense kind of dictate where he was going to go. Sometimes he was rounding things off, and you could see Keenan pointing to him, telling him to run through his routes. So you saw the kid getting frustrated. And I think with that frustration, you know, you could take it one way or the other. Is, is, he, is he frustrated? Is he angry because he's not doing something right? Is he getting yelled at? Or is he frustrated and he's angry because he wants to be good so bad? The latter is the one that I'm going to focus on because I can tell the way that he would talk 
the way that even if you tried to joke around with him, I heard guys asking him questions where you gave him the opportunity. They would throw him a softball where they gave him the opportunity to brag about himself, and he wouldn't take the bait. And what he would always do was talk about hard work, and what he would always talk about is being better for the team and being more prepared. And there was just this air of humility about him and this, and this air of uh, hard work. As a matter of fact, I noticed the difference so much that I tweeted about it. And when I tweeted about it, it calls me and a guy named uh, my boy Sam. I give Sam credit. We fell out for about two years until somebody made us make up. It wasn't two years, about a year. Because, you know, fans sometimes get sick and tired of hearing people talk about how a guy improved in training camp when you haven't seen the real games. And Chalk improved in camp, but then we got into the preseason games and he fumbled a kickoff and he didn't look that much different. But still, I, I still said that he was different. His body looked different. His attitude was different. His approach was different. And lo and behold, when the season starts, DJ Chark starts catching touchdowns. He caught one on the play with Nick Foles got hurt. That didn't stop. When Foles came back, he caught another crossing pattern uh, for a touchdown on, in a game in London. Um, I, I mean, he ended up making a Pro Bowl. He's a very, very good football player. And it's not just his ability to high point the ball. He caught passes from Gardner, too. I didn't mean to not bring that up. But he, it's, it's not that he, where he high points the ball. He does more than that. He doesn't just play outside the hash marks and along the sideline and in the end zone. He actually runs really well after the catch for a guy that's 6'4". And usually when you see guys that tall, they're big, tall receivers that high point the ball. They have this big catch radius. But they don't give you much in terms of wiggle. That's not D.J. Chark. D.J. Chark has some wiggle. He has the wiggle of a smaller guy. And he's very, very hard to tackle in the open field because of his strength. And he's wiry, wiry strong. I really think people around the league are going to take notice. I don't think it's going to be by accident. And I really, really do believe that the way that this kid, the way, you know, the cloth that he's cut from, whatever it is that, that burns inside of him is really something that I hope uh, and for the Jaguars uh, fan base, you need to hope that it's contagious and that it continues to permeate through that wide receiver room because, in my opinion, he is a one alpha. I think this year you'll see him take that next step to become a one alpha, especially in the offense where Jay Gruden says he wants to move his receivers around and he can even see putting Chark in the slot at sometimes. When you when you have a, 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 a an offensive coordinator that starts talking about moving you and starts talking about getting you out in space, and getting you in different positions. That means he wants to use you as a weapon, and he doesn't want people to predicate their coverage on being able to stop you and think that they can just play some sort of shell defense. That means he wants to get mismatches and use you in various spots so teams won't necessarily know where they can find you every single play and roll their coverages towards you. So I think that's a very good thing that Jay Gruden is doing. I really, really like uh, the fact that, that Jay has come in and, and watched the film and identified DJ Chark as a guy that has the potential to be a superstar in the National Football League because I feel that way too. And I've said it before, he has to be one of those guys on offense that leads. Um, right now, you know, in the past, most people have said the best player on the team, and, and especially on offense, was Leonard Fournette. Well, Leonard's old roommate may have something to say about that. His old college roommate at LSU may have a lot to say about that when the season starts. Watch out for DJ Chart being a superstar in the NFL when the season uh, kicks back off because this kid really works his butt off. And uh, you can tell. 
you can really tell. The next time you get a chance, listen to the way he interviews and the way that he talks. He is all business. He is all business, and I think it's refreshing that you have someone like that on this football team. All right, we're going to take a look at Minshew and his relationship and his potential relationship with Jay Gruden and why I think it's so important that these guys are uh, going to be on the same page, and I think it's already started. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, Gardner Minshew, he is the unquestioned leader of this football team right now. Jay Gruden has said so. Doug Marone has said so. Dave Caldwell has said so. And I do think it was really, really important for the Jaguars to go out and get uh, coordinators that actually believed in Gardner Minshew. You know, one of the things, one of the questions that I asked was, and this is before I knew they were actually going to keep Doug Marone and before I knew they were going to keep Dave Caldwell, I said, what do you do? Do you go out and, and, and have as a part of the equation that whoever they bring in here has to be married to Gardner Minshew? Because if that's the case, do you shrink the potential pool up to be smaller than that? Part of the reason I do believe, and I will tell you this, and I'm not going to make this up, I think part of the reason that everyone was retained is because I don't think it would have been fair f- for Gardner Minshew to have a coach that comes in here that doesn't that wasn't married to him. And I think he had earned enough. He had earned enough from both uh, his play on the field and probably the way he carried himself around the building because let's let's just get it, get it out of the way. Things weren't right last year in terms of the way the chemistry of the team was supposed to be, and you can blame that on whoever. You can blame it on front office people that are gone or, or players that are gone or whoever. It doesn't matter. Things weren't right. But something that was right was him. Something was right. The thing that was right was that kid. So that's a breath of fresh air, especially to an owner and a franchise and a team that actually needs something that could galvanize the franchise. And if you have a first, if you have a ringside seat to that, the way the owner did and the way the GM did and the way the coach did, you say that kid may have saved everyone's job. That Gardner Minshew may have been the saving grace for everyone being retained because they said, no, we need to keep this together and give him a legitimate shot. Now what we have to do is if Filippo was one of the guys who were banging the table for Nick Foles, what we need, what we need to probably do is this. I think Filippo was probably that guy. And I think Coughlin was the other guy. And that's probably why they went back and made the switch. So what we need to do is this. We need to give him a chance and we need to find some offensive coordinators that are willing to work with him. Thus you hear rumors of the late season visit from Ben McAdoo, who's the quarterback's coach. A set of extra eyes. Ben, what do you see? There's no way a quarterback's coach is going to see Gardner and not like what they see. It's just not going to happen, especially at the end of the year when he stopped turning the ball over. He, by then, he had stopped turning the ball over. So there's no way you're not going to like what you see, Okay. Maybe a GM or some hardcore talent evaluator would, would want more in, a, in terms of arm strength and all of that stuff and playing on schedule. But the league has changed, man, and people just don't play like statues anymore. So uh, you, get a, you get a guy like Jay Gruden who, like I said, with this background in arena football and with just, the, you know, he comes from that Gruden tree where they love these guys with this moxie and they love guys that just can figure out ways to get it done. He, Gardner Minshew is right up that alley with with Jay Gruden. I mean, 
like for instance, Jay Gruden used to, he never really appeared to sign off on Kirk Cousins. Well, Kirk Cousins is the dinosaur quarterback that I keep talking about. The one that the least talented and the least physically imposing guy who just kind of stands in the pocket. But he loved guys like Colt McCoy. Now you see what I'm saying? He loved Colt McCoy, who's a little bit of a runner, who's a little bit of a gambler, but he's also that coach's son type guy. I don't know if his daddy's a coach or not, but you get my point. But he's sort of the guy that's sort of an extension of what the coach wants, whereas Cousins was sort of the guy that was going to bump heads with the coach a little bit because he wanted things done his way. So um, I I really believe, and, and you go back to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was the type of dude that could move around a little bit, that played, you know, that played in that type of offense at TCU and uh, that, that was able to, you know, throw it around a lot a little bit and, 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 and do those things. And he had a lot of success with Jay Gruden when Jay Gruden was up in Cincinnati. So, yeah, do I believe that – and Jay Gruden was the head coach up there, but he's the head coach of the offense – because Marvin Lewis is obviously the head coach, but he was a defensive background head coach. So when Jay Gruden ran the offense, he was in charge. It's the same situation here. Even though Doug Marone is an offensive line coach at his core, you know, play caller. That's what Jay, Jay Gruden is going to call this offense, and he's going to, uh, he's going to, you know, him and Gardner are going to be joined at the hip. So you go out and get him weapons. You get him Tyler Eifert, and then you get – the guy who Jay Gruden said today is one of the best third down backs in the league and Chris Thompson, and I don't want to argue with that. I like Chris. And now the offense becomes more dynamic. I think you see less touches by Leonard Fournette this year. I think because of the offense probably opening up, you may see more longer runs busted off by Leonard because that's what you got in Washington. You, You had guys that used to bust off a lot of long runs. Um, I think you see a lot of mixing and matching with the receiver combinations. D.D. Westbrook should have a huge year because they always use a really good slot guy. And then if they're able to find a second tight end, if Josh Oliver is able to stay healthy, he could really, really eat and thrive, especially in the red zone with this offense that they're going to run. It might be a different person every week that is able to really, really get off for the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I keep saying that offensive line is going to be critical. The Jaguars didn't necessarily heavily address the offensive line because, as you heard them at the combine, they pretty much like their offensive line. So if they think the offensive line is good, you got to believe them. I mean, or at least you got to give them the benefit of the doubt because, hey, maybe you don't have to believe them, but you got to at least give them the benefit of the doubt. And if that's what they want to go with, you got to let them go with it, and then we'll figure it out. But Gardner Minshew has a lot of weapons, and he has a coach that is used to using a lot of these weapons, that's going to give him a chance to be great. This is your man, Tony Wiggins. I remind you to check out all of our programming across the web. Um, go to uh, Locked On NFL, uh, Locked On Fantasy Football, all of these things with the NBA coming back. Chad Ford, of course, is uh, on Locked On, and he has a great podcast about the NBA draft, about who may go number one, who may not. Please check that out. And you got to, you know, subscribe. Bring your friends and subscribe on iTunes or Apple. And uh, follow us along at Spotify as well. Until tomorrow, your daily content is here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we also thank, again, our sponsors over at Built Bar. You better try those protein bars, man, because I'm telling you, they are second to none in my opinion. And uh, hit me up on social media and let me know when you try them. 
and I know you're going to enjoy them. This is your man Tony Wiggins here with Locked On Jaguars. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.